Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 260. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week, and I got to tell you, what an amazing week we've been having. Even though it was raining a little bit during this week, we're still looking at some great weather. Um, You know, even though... Like I said, that rain, you know, hit yesterday. Uh, the, the weather is kind of cleared up this week. Um, now we're looking at a little bit more of uh, rain probably later on in the weekend. But, you know, you got to take the weather as it is right now as it has been a little chilly, you know, throughout the evenings. Uh, but during the day, it has been so, so nice. Um, like I said, we're looking at rain probably Closer to the weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, more on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, But the rest of the week looks like it's going to be fairly nice. Uh, And, you know, these temperatures right now in February have been kind of fluctuating, uh, seeing that there has been a lot of a, a, a warm winter, uh, I would have to say, this past year. Um, and I only say that just because it had it didn't rain like it like it did last year last year we saw a record amount of rain uh but still here in the valley we we you know you would love to see at least some rain that way we can see greenery we'll see those flowers start blooming uh sometime later on in march uh but this this weather is probably my favorite time of the year i mean you kind of can be in a hoodie or you could be like in a long sleeve shirt, uh, you can still wear shorts. It's still, it's still not freezing, you know. To 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 uh, have to be out there with a, with a long windbreaker, long windbreaker pants, you know, or a sweat shoot, sweatsuit. Um, to me, I'm a I'm like a shorts and a hoodie kind of guy, you know. Um, put on the Crocs and you're and you're set to go. Um, just the clouds and, and, and everything like that makes the valley so beautiful. When you look out towards, you know, the mountains and you can see the clouds with the with the uh, snow on the mountains, that sun just beaming, it is beautiful. The, the Central Valley is such a beautiful place, uh, especially during the springtime. You, you start seeing the greenery. You start seeing a lot more um, just freshness like the, the the spring just brings so much freshness to the air brings freshness to the valley and it just brings a lot more life to it so if you guys are like driving around go out towards you know madera um 41 you know it is totally green out that way it is the best time to like take pictures out there picturesque scenery um I love our hill, our hills here in close to Fresno and Madera area. It's it's like one of the best places to go, uh, especially when you go like towards like Bass Lake or if you go towards like Shaver Lake or Millerton Lake. Anywhere you go that way is definitely a beautiful scenery. I mean, uh, there, there's places out towards Fryant that you go that you can go drive through, like through the Madera Way all the way to into uh, Fryant Dam. Uh, that is a great drive. So if you guys are looking for something to do or if you guys need a little bit of different scenery, make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, but this week has been a really tough week for me. Just trying to get into getting back into kind of my old focus, you know, Um you know, we do. We did start Lent this week, so I have been two days without caffeine. 
Um, you know, last year I ended up giving caffeine up and I ended up going for probably a good whole year. Um, and I, and I made some hiccups throughout the way, but I, I ended up getting back onto caffeine, uh, this past like three or four months and it has been really bad. Like I've been really addicted to caffeine and I, I've been trying to cut back as much as possible, but it, it was not working. You know, um, I kept depending on it and when you depend on coffee, you know, the, the days that you don't have it, you are a wreck. So yesterday, I it was my first day without any caffeine. And I'm more like, you know, I drink like sugar-free monsters, you know. So I'll drink maybe one or two, two on a bad day or two uh, when I have a workout or whatnot. But yesterday was so tough. Everything was really testing my patience Everything was t testing my, just my will, my focus. Um, today's going to be a lot better. I slept so good last night. Um, I was ready to get this podcast started for you guys this Thursday. I mean, I ended up actually waking up early to get this done today. Just so I could, you know, I, I feel good after um, just putting myself out there, just doing things, you know, that I wouldn't necessarily do on a, on a, average podcast day so i ended up getting up early this today just to get this done you know one thing for sure is this podcast i look forward to it um every thursday like i say most most podcasts every thursday you can depend on this podcast uh you can find this podcast on apple spotify anywhere you guys get your podcast and i just want to just tell you guys if you know someone that hasn't you know listen to the podcast, make sure you guys are sharing this podcast. I know you guys run up the numbers every week. We're, we're, we're seeing some record numbers. Uh, and the, the, the thing for me is this really the sharing and also the feedback that I get from you guys. Make sure you guys, if you guys have anything you want to add to the podcast, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what your guys' ideas are. You know, I'm always here for some good opinions. Um, I, I love to hear about new things maybe we can start uh, talking about. So you guys can always hit me up at the Blaze Podcast 559 at gmail.com or you guys can get a hold of me on all my social media handles. That's uh, Blaze Podcast 559 on Instagram and then you can just find me at Alex Oveda on Facebook. Uh, but one thing for sure is I've been I, this podcast is going to be ever-changing. It's going to change constantly so if you are a new listener I, I just i'm just glad you guys are you know here here to to spend some time with me this week you know every week it's about positivity we try to make sure that we're trying to do things that are unordinary that we're continuing to challenge ourselves each and every week and this week like i said it was a challenge without that caffeine it's going to be a challenge throughout the next couple of weeks i think i'm going to be a loose cannon for at least a good two weeks um and that's 14 days out of the 40 so i i feel like i'm going to be a wreck for the next couple of weeks but you know i, I i'm feeling great I'm, I, I'm able to still get my workouts in uh i ended up last week and pushing myself really hard to get my workouts in last week but one thing for sure is i've been able to do everything i've been set out to do my mind my focus uh, my will, it, when you when you transfer all that, it turns into strength, and that strength turns makes you a better person. So, continue to challenge yourself, continue to give yourself, you know, grace, and also give yourself a lot of 
uh, encouragement because you know you're the you're your biggest fan and you're the one that will keep yourself going, motivated, and you know it's so crazy to think if you know you have your mind right through, throughout the week and and you can really open your mind and just focus on what you really want to focus on. You know everything else is just extra. Everything else is just a game. You, you, you're playing a game with this with this life and you got to just make sure the time that you put in is the time that you're getting back. You know, um, I know for sure for me, it's just been doing things that I love to do. Um, and, and not focusing on the extra stuff that I feel like people, you know, are, are really frustrated about with their lives and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't want to have to deal with that shit. What I want to deal with is the problems that I want to deal with. Not the same problems that you have to deal with. I, I want to deal with, you know, my relationships. I want to deal with things that I know I can provide for. You know, there's other things in this world that is just out of your control. So you, you just got to live your life to your standard, to how you feel it should be lived. And and at the end of the day, we're all equal. We're all the same. Men, women, children, we're all the same. We're all going to be at the same place at the, uh, at the end of the day, you know? So I just want to make sure you guys are staying healthy. Make sure you guys are staying grinding. Make sure you guys are staying happy. You know, this week is going to be an amazing week. Like I said, this is episode 260, so we haven't missed a... Thursday in 260 weeks, uh, we're continuing to just grind and give our 100%. So let's get this week's podcast started. Now let's talk about what we've been listening to this week. And you know, I really needed to dig a little bit deeper uh, just to try to find some motivation and get some good out of me. So this week I ended up taking a chance on Benny the Butcher, uh, his latest album, and if you don't know who Benny the Butcher, he really came into prominence around 2018, 2019 uh, with his debut album, Tana Talk 3. And then he ended up creating a collective of artists uh, with fellow rappers Westside Gun and Conway the Machine. And this collective is actually called Grisilda. And it is known for, uh, you know, their 90s style rap, um, which is also credited to be called grimy or gritty hip-hop music and this is you know influenced about the mafioso life and also a lot of the drug dealings um, in new york uh, but despite you know being signed at the age of 15 he benny he continued uh to really engage in the street life um selling drugs and, and trying to make as much money as possible at, a, at an early age uh, but his notable and most cited works uh, from his catalog, like I said, the Tana Talk 1, 2, 3, and 4 uh, series, uh, Burden of Proof. Uh, he has a lot of different albums. Um, but the thing that really gets me is he's not necessarily from New York. He's actually from Buffalo. So he really talks about the obstacles and the experiences he's encountered, especially not being from New York, but being from the outskirts of Buffalo. Uh, and, you know, one thing for sure is he has been getting a lot of praise and a lot of critics have been saying that his storytelling is one of the best. So this week, I really wanted to talk about his latest album. 
Um, and his latest album is called Everybody Can't Go. And this album was actually dropped in January. I think it was late January, which I had a late listen to, uh, but definitely wanted to talk about it this week as, you know, uh, Benny the Butcher is probably one of the best artists right now out. And he is an older um, artist. Like, I think he's almost probably, I think he is 40 years old. Um, and, uh, but this album, everybody can't go, uh, was his fourth album of, uh, in his catalog. And the album contains guest appearances from, uh, Babyface Ray, Conway, the machine, Jada kiss, Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg and West side gun. And I think the production was actually handled by the alchemist. Um, a lot of from the alchemist. And I think there were some from actually hit boy, uh, but this album was the follow-up to Tana Talk 4, which was released in 2022. And, and it had actually a great, great um, reception. Um, and a lot of people have already seen uh, this album, saying this album is one of the best of 2024. Um, the album got some critical success becoming his fourth album to chart the u.s billboard at 200 and like i said he's been getting a lot of um acclaim from music critics uh one thing for sure is the album is filled with a lot of great uh hits but my favorite songs off the album are big dog one foot in and brawn and one thing for sure is is it just this album really it hits every level um I, I i feel like the only backlash that he's getting from this is just what he what he's saying on the, on the album and and you know you're gonna have to get in there and you're gonna have to listen to it and hear it for yourself uh but one thing for sure is i feel like um benny the butcher really puts you in that driver's seat in this album he really takes you on a journey and one thing for sure is it's not like you're you're looking for hits on this album. You're looking for songs that will you will gravitate towards. And I, I'm not saying that you know none of these could be hits or none of these could be like street anthems or anything. But I felt like this this album was not necessarily made to to be played on the radio. It's actually be to be played um, not on the radio. So. I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. Um, Benny the Butcher to me is is like an older artist that has been taking the hip hop by storm. So I definitely wanted to check into this, um, and I want to let you guys know uh, that this album is definitely something to listen to. So make sure you guys go check out Benny the Butcher's album "Everybody Can't Go" on all DSPs. Now let's talk about the movies that we watched this week. And the movie that I want to talk about the most is called Ready Player One. And it's actually, it was released in 2018. And it is an American science fiction action movie. And it's actually based on Ernest Cline's novel of the same name, Ready Player One. Um, and this is a co-produced and directed by Steven Spielberg and written by Cline and Zach Penn. And it actually stars... Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, and the film is set in 2045, which most of humanity has now uh, been used to the technology that has been now. So they ended up making, uh, or this person ended up making a virtual reality simulation called Oasis. And this is a way that people 
are able to escape the real world. And in this movie, you find that, that this teenage orphan uh, who ends up becoming like this professional, um, I don't know what you say, this gamer. And uh, he ends up finding clues to a contest that um, uh, that promises ownership of the Oasis, uh, which is, you know, th this this virtual reality game. Um, and the winner will be able to take over this corporation and be able to control it. And throughout the uh, movie, he and his allies try to complete um, all these different missions uh, before this other evil co uh, corporation can do it. Um, and this was a great movie, especially after I saw that, you know, the Apple Vision Pro that just came out and you, you've been seeing people wearing this, uh, this headset. It's, it's like a, um, it's like a, I wouldn't say it's a virtual reality, but it's more like an augmented, um, reality. I don't know how, how, how I would say it, but they say it's a uh, spatial computing, but People have been using this Apple Vision Pro and, you know, seeing that this movie is also kind of similar to it. I definitely wanted to take a look at this movie, especially as, you know, technology is starting to really advance and take us to new uh, horizons. So I, I really felt like this movie had a lot to it, um, but the but the movie was uh was first a Warner Bros. movie, and it required the rights uh, to the book, which then they started casting, and uh, once they started filming this movie, uh, they really wanted to premiere it at the South by Southwest in Austin in 2018. Uh, but the film received such positive reviews and such praise that Spielberg's direction and the visual effects of it uh was amazing. I think it was a, a, a huge success. It, I think it hit around 607 million worldwide uh, with only like a hundred fifty-five dollar, uh, hundred fifty-five million dollar budget. Uh, the effects on the movie uh, won at the 91st Academy Awards, and it, it just went well um, and it was well received. And I felt like. You know, I really wanted to see this one because of that Apple uh, headwear. And, you know, this is going to be the future. This is what's going to happen. Um, you know, reality is going to it's going to be dull as, you know, the, the way of life and the way of, we think life is right now is on its way to change. We see inflation on a on its all time high. You know, um, it's it's getting harder to really obtain certain things in life, you know? So this movie really uh, took you on a journey and really uh, showed you what maybe um, the future might might look like. Um, but it, it did show, like, in 2005, what the planet would look like. Um, and it definitely, you know, was on the brink of basically collapse. Uh, but I definitely love this movie. Um, but it was really about, you know, reality and how you could escape reality. You know, it is, this movie is set in the future, uh, when the earth is experiencing several problems, you know, energy, 
overpopulation, uh, global warming. Uh, but I felt like the movie really explores the escapism into a digital world. And if it is valid, you know, for um, people to be in such a difficult world and to be able to have something that will take them away from it. You know, um, I'm hoping that you know, there there might be a sequel, but there still hasn't been a movie or a sequel out yet. But I feel like this movie could definitely get a sequel. So I want I really want to let you guys know about it. Um, it's called Ready Player One. It's on Netflix right now, uh, and you could probably stream it everywhere else as well. I think you can get it on YouTube and also Prime. Uh, but it it was a, di a di different movie that I really wanted to take a chance on. So I think you guys would like it as well. So make sure you guys go check out that movie, Ready Player One. Now I want to talk about the new affordable housing complex in central Fresno. And this is a groundbreaking uh, affordable housing, which is targeting low-income families. And this is going to be along Blackstone Avenue. And if you haven't been down Blackstone Avenue around Shields right there by the McDonald's, uh, there used to be an AJ's Tuxedo where an old Arthur's Toy Store used to be. Uh, but now they ended up tearing that whole building apart and ended up building some new um, 41 units of affordable housing, which, like I said, is targeting low-income families. There's going to be 20 of the apartments, which will be reserved for young people facing homelessness and those transitioning out of t institutions. And this is actually going to provide people with a real ladder of opportunity. Um, and so many people that, you know, go through the system, especially people in the foster care system that are really challenged in transitioning and trying to find housing um, is definitely a tough thing here in Fresno. Uh, but thanks for the Fresno County Department of Behavioral Health, the residents will now benefit from dedicated on-site supportive services at this new location. Uh, but the, the, the agency will provide resources like case management service, therapy, peer support services, and more. Uh, but I feel like this is a great thing for Fresno as uh, people you know, who have been in the system are the most vulnerable, I feel like. And they have multiple social uh, determinants of health that haven't been in their favor, you know. So historically, you know, these people have been overshadowed, have been just left out and forgotten. But now um, they have a place where they could call their own and they could call it home. Uh, Fresno Mayor Jerry Dyer explains how he is working on addressing the affordable housing crisis. And he has been saying he has been pushing hard for exclusionary zoning. So more developments can have an affordable model for housing throughout the entire city. And I feel like that is an issue here in Fresno is the affordable uh, model for housing. And it, it doesn't hit everywhere it's only in certain areas um, but it is an issue fresno city uh, council nelson esparza says uh, that he's also tackling um, but there's a lot of activity along blackstone that's one of his top priorities he said in his district uh, but blackstone avenue is definitely one of the biggest streets in our city and we definitely, as citizens, have to take care of it, and we also have to invest in it. You know, it's changed over the years. You've seen a lot of businesses go under on Blackstone, uh, but one thing 
is if you bring this type of housing, you can always try to transform it and turn it into something positive and make it beautiful. So I think that's what they did with this as they ended up calling this little um, complex the Arthur, which will be, like I said, on Blackstone. Uh, and it's going to be 41 units of affordable housing, which will be targeting low-income families. So this is a great thing. And that area of the building has always had huge history. I know I used to go to AJ's Tuxedo every formal, every prom, every dance, basically. Um, and that has always been one of the key places that I, I've been to. I don't remember when it was um, Arthur Toys, but I do remember when it was... AJ's Tuxedo Rental. So I just want to let you guys know what's going on in the city. So make sure you guys uh, tune in. And this week I want to talk about how at least eight children among 22 hit by gunfire at the end of Chief Super Bowl Parade. And this ends up, I don't know how to report this, but ends up killing one person um, as the shooting at the end of Wednesday's parade to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl win, and people have been saying that uh, fans were running for cover as yet another high-profile public event has been destroyed by gun violence. And one of those victims, a mother of two, identified as one radio station DJ um, that was killed. And this was a sad, sad thing. You know, um, people were not expecting this to happen. You know, uh, she said she heard that fans may have been involved in tackling the suspect. uh, And that was actually confirmed that somebody ended up tackling this gunman um, and taking him to the ground. I think there was multiple people uh, that was involved. um, But this was supposed to be a safe environment. This was supposed to be an environment of celebration. Um, And police did not immediately release any details about the people who were detained uh, or a possible motive of the shooting. Uh, But she said that firearms uh, were uh, were recovered and definitely didn't talk about what kind of guns. Uh, But this is definitely actively being investigated right now. But it is the last sports celebration in the U.S. to end in gun violence following a shooting that injured several people last year in downtown Denver after the Nuggets NBA championship and gunfire last year at a parking lot near Texas Rangers World Series championship parade. You know, social media members posted tons of shocking videos of police running through the crowd, and you see nothing but people scurrying and scrambling, trying to flee. Uh, But one video showed someone apparently performing a chest compression on a shooting victim as another seemingly that was right there just in pain laying on the ground. Um, Another video showed two people chase and tackle a person holding them down until two uh, police officers were able to detain them. Um, This was a crazy, crazy situation as, you know, Thousands and thousands, I wouldn't even say thousands, say millions of people were out there celebrating the Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. Um, and this is this this scene had to be something um, that was 
nobody would was gonna expect, you know. Um, so you know, the, things are starting to change here in the U.S. as you know, big gatherings like this, people are starting to really take advantage of and and really um, just wreak havoc on these innocent people. I, I just hate hearing about this, especially at a Super Bowl uh, parade where you you wouldn't expect this to happen, but you know. It happens and it will happen. Um, and I just want to just talk about it just to give it some light. But at the same time, I hate talking about it because this is yet another uh, shooting that should have never happened. Um, like I said, eight children among 22 people were hit by gunfire in the shooting um, that ended that Super Bowl parade. And I just want to say... I'm sorry to the victims, and I'm sorry to those who have been affected by the shooting. Now let's talk about our Fresno State men's basketball team, who has an overall record of 11-14 with the conference record of 4-8. and eight. And the dogs were in action this past weekend as they took on Air Force, and they ended up beating Air Force 68-66 to 66 in a nail-biter. And the dogs were actually led by Xavier Dussel, who scored 29 points and grabbed four rebounds. Then the dogs had their second game this week against UNLV, and they ended up having that game at home, uh, which they lost 67 to 65. And the dogs were led by Xavier Dussel again, who had 14 points and ended up grabbing three rebounds and the dogs are back in action this week but on saturday they will be away in boise state and then they'll be back in town next week for another game against san diego state so make sure you guys tune in to the blaze podcast for more on your federal state men's basketball team now let's talk about our federal state women's basketball team as they have a overall record of 12 and 14 right now with the conference record of five and eight and they had a couple big games last week uh, they ended up taking on unlv at home and they ended up losing 48-63. to 63. But the dogs were led by Taisha Maria, who scored 11 points and ended up dishing out two assists. And then the dogs ended up on the road on Valentine's Day. And they ended up winning against Air Force 74-68. to 68. And the dogs were led by Mia Jacobs, who scored 15 points and grabbed eight rebounds. And the dogs were actually being in action this week, this weekend against San Jose State at home. And then they'll end up playing against Nevada at home on Wednesday. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State men's and women's basketball teams. Now let's talk about our Fresno State baseball team who has their home opener this weekend. Um, they'll start on February 16th against Milwaukee. They'll have a three-game series, which will be February 16th, February 17th, and February 18th. That will be at home at P. Biden Field at Bob Bennett Stadium. And then the dogs will be on the road on February 20th against Sacramento State. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your fellow state baseball team. Now let's talk about our Fresno State softball team as they started their first tournament this past week. They ended up going 4-1. and one. Uh, They lost their first game against South Dakota State. They lost 8-20. Um, uh, they beat 
South Dakota State their second game three to two. Then they beat Santa Clara the third game three to zero. Then they beat CSU Bakersfield twelve to four. And then their last game of the tournament, they ended up beating Santa Clara three to one. And that was actually the Fresno State kickoff classic. And this week they will be at another Fresno Invitational, Fresno State Invitational. And that will be uh, February 16th through the 17th, which their opponents will be on the 16th, Utah Valley. And then they'll have a doubleheader on the 16th against Oregon State. Then February 17th, they'll be playing Oregon State again. And then on February 17th, they'll be playing St. Mary's. Um, and then February 18th, they'll play St. Mary's again. And then on the 21st, uh, they will be playing Sacramento State. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State softball team. Now let's talk about our Fresno Monsters. As last week, our Fresno Monsters dominated on the road against the Long Beach Shredders. Uh, the first game, Thursday, February 8th, the Monsters beat the Shredders 24-0. Then on February 9th, the Monsters beat the Shredders 24-1. And then on February 10th, for the third game, the Monsters beat the Shredders 12-0. And this week, the Monsters will be at home for their last three-game homestand against Vernal Oilers. That will start off Friday, February 16th through Sunday, February 18th. That will be a three-game series. And then the Monsters uh, next week will be on the road against Las Vegas to really conclude the 2024 uh, season. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno Monsters. Now let's talk about Super Bowl 58 as we had the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers in a big, big Super Bowl matchup. And what a special Super Bowl this was. As in the beginning of the game, it really was not exciting at all as you know the Chiefs won the coin toss and the Niners ended up um, receiving the ball at first Uh, the 49ers initial drive only gained about 49 yards and uh, five plays with Christian McCaffrey and Block Purdy advancing the ball into Chiefs territory Uh, but they ended up losing the first their first possession with a fumble uh, at the Kansas City 27 yard line then the Chiefs' first position resulted in a punt with a three and out. Uh, the 49ers really, really was hampering uh, with a lot of their penalty calls and a lot of the false starts. Um, and really, the 49ers could not really get it started early. Uh, but then the, the Chiefs went on for four plays and 10 yards and ended with a punt as well. Um so this is this is how it went on for basically the first quarter, um, but then the Chiefs ended up making their way, um, scoring three points as San Francisco ended up scoring themselves. Um, then KC ended up scoring ten points with no score for the for the 49ers and then in the fourth quarter the Niners scored nine points and the Kansas City Chiefs scored six then in OT the San Francisco ended up kicking the field goal and then uh Casey ended up scoring uh, the touchdown to win at the end of the game in OT what a freaking game it was so exciting one of the best Super Bowls I'd have to say I've watched in a long time and this was actually a Kansas City uh I, I, I'm just going to say this 
they defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to become the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls since 2004, and that was actually when the New England Patriots went back-to-back. But the game was actually played on February 11th at Allegiant Stadium, and this was the first Super Bowl to be held out in in Nevada, Um, and it marked the third straight year that the Super Bowl had been played in Western United States, they, they had it in Inglewood in 2022, and then they had it in Arizona in 2023. But this was an amazing day. I mean, Super Bowl all the time is a great, great event to watch. Uh, but the Chiefs' fourth Super Bowl appearance and third uh, to win in five years. And now they're probably considered a dynasty but it was the second Super Bowl to be cited in overtime, the first being Super Bowl LI seven years earlier. And then Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes was named Super Bowl Most Valuable Player. He ended up completing 34 of 46 passes for 333 yards with two touchdowns and one interception, which Mahomes led his team to victory. I couldn't believe how well he played, especially in overtime when he really took over the game and put the, put the game on his back and took his team uh, to victory. I mean, this was a great, great Super Bowl, and I hope everybody else watched and, and, and loved it. Um, one thing for sure about the Super Bowl, it was the halftime show as well, as you know, we had Usher bringing in this year's halftime show, and I could not say anything bad about this as everybody else I felt like they had a, a, a horrible time watching Usher at halftime but for sure for me it was about just the the the, the catalog that he possesses and just how good of a performer he was um, I don't think I don't think you know um, he, he could have got any better um, and I felt like even if you know um other people could have been in the lineup, such as Justin Bieber. I feel like, you know, it, it still would have went the way it did. Um, he ended up bringing out Lil John, Alicia Keys, um, her, and Ludacris in a great, great performance. Um, I think a lot of people were looking forward to seeing Justin Bieber at the halftime show, uh, but... I, I, I can't say why he wasn't involved. And, you know, to me, I love seeing uh, Usher doing his thing, uh, especially uh, with these other artists like Alicia Keys, where they did uh, their duet uh, with Lil Jon, which he ended up turning up uh, the, 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 the stadium. Um, and just Ludacris, who ended up coming out everybody was surprised that Ludacris uh was on on stage and it was just a great great performance and I I, I would have to say if you did not watch it make sure you go back and watch this cuz it literally he he, did, he he uh performed every song of my life my like his his catalog is definitely the catalog to my life I would have to say every song that he sang had some special meaning to me um, I think that's what it was about, you know, it's just about the nostalgia. So if you guys are looking to find uh, this this uh, performance, make sure you check it out on YouTube. I watched it already twice like, all over again just because I was so excited um, that Usher was the, the performing act. Um, he did a great job. I, I just feel like other people just 
we're, we're just kind of tearing him down. I felt like, you know, of course he could have had tons of people on stage with him, but the ones that he did share the stage with, I think they, they shared lots and lots of hits together. Um, and when it comes to comparing this uh, Super Bowl halftime show to other ones, I would have to say, you know, it, it goes along with probably Bruno Mars or Beyonce or even that Rihanna's last year was great, but it does not come close to, you know, the Inglewood with Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and so on and so forth. But I want to just say, you know, what a great Super Bowl and something that I look forward to every year. Now let's talk about the NBA. And this week I want to talk about the Lakers who unveiled Kobe Bryant's statue uh, earlier on this month on February 8th, 2024. And that was before the Lakers home game against the Denver Nuggets. And the Los Angeles Lakers will pay tribute um, throughout the rest of history now that Kobe Bryant has a statue in front of the arena, which he played nearly all of his career. Um, the team announced to plan Thursday to honor Bryant, the fourth leading scorer in NBA history, uh, and a beloved Laker at that with a statue, and it was unveiled in front of Crypto.com Arena. The announcement was made on August 24th, known as Kobe Day, and since the 8th month and 24th day tie into Kobe Bryant's jersey numbers with the Lakers, numbers 8 and 24, um, but Kobe Bryant's wife, Vanessa, made the announcement that the, that the statue will be unveiled at Star Plaza outside the stadium prior to the Lakers game that evening against the Denver Nuggets. And he is the sixth former Lakers player and seventh team employee to be honored with the statue at the arena, which has been the Lakers home since early 2000. But as you know, Lake, as a Laker fan and a Kobe Bryant fan, you know, or NBA fan, um, this was something that everybody was going to watch. And since the arrival of um, Kobe Bryant, I think everybody knew this was going to happen. Um, and on behalf of the Lakers, I know this is only going to be one of three other um, statues in honor of Kobe Bryant. Um, and I just feel like, you know, uh, following his retirement, I feel like Kobe Bryant has really um, enveloped himself as being one of the best and uh, greatest to ever do it. Um, so to see this statue and to, to see uh, how many people were there to really celebrate Kobe Bryant, uh, it just means a lot to me. And it means probably a lot to the Kobe Bryant family. Uh, but I felt like this... Um, statue is definitely something that I wanted to to see. Um, so I, I ended up tuning in for the whole um, ceremony. And when they unveiled the, the statue, I, I, I just almost cried because I just remember the day that Kobe ended up pointing his uh, finger to the sky after scoring, you know, his 81 points. I ended up watching that game live. Um, I, I, I almost almost reminisced and almost, you know, felt like a, like a kid again. Uh, but this was a big day for the Lakers as now, you know, we're transcending Kobe Bryant's 18 year uh, career uh, with all the franchises that he's won, uh, all the championships that he's won for the franchise, all the MVP uh, 
nominees and nominations, all All Star games. They, this is all coming into fruition. Is now Kobe Bryant is now going to be one of the greatest Lakers to ever played, and now he's going to be part of Lakers all forever now that he's a statue in front of the crypto.com arena so i just want to say congratulations to kobe bryant and congratulations to his family uh for remembering and giving us a chance to you know just pay our respects to kobe bryant and this weekend in the nba we have the nba all-star weekend and i just want to talk about the 2024 nba all-star schedule of events and this is going to be the 73rd nba all-star game which will be played february 18 2024 in indianapolis indiana and the weekend will start off um february 16th through the 18th and on friday the 16th we'll be having the panini rising stars practice Basketball Hall of Fame News Conference, Ruffles NBA All-Star Celebrity Game, and then Panini Rising Stars. And then on Saturday, there'll be the HBCU Classic presented by AT&T State Farm All-Star Saturday Night, which will include Kia Skills Challenge, Starry Three-Point Challenge, Stefan and Sabrina Three-Point Challenge, and then the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest. And then Sunday, February 18th, They'll have the G League up next game, and then at later on in the evening, they'll have the 73rd NBA All-Star Game, which will be East versus West. And this is probably one of my favorite events as All-Star Weekend is, you know, is a great time just to watch, just to, as a, as an NBA player, I love to see, you know, the 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 players kind of relaxed and um, into kind of their chill chill mode and able to uh, just see a little bit of another side of them. I know for me, it's going to be uh, the the NBA uh, dunk contest, which I'm always into. And this year, they'll have Gary Payton, Mitch Richard, Richmond, Dominique Wilkins, Fred Jones, and Darnell Hillman. And these will be our judges for the dunk contest. And... Uh, the group of NBA dunk dunkers this year will be Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics, Jaime Jacquez Jr. of the Miami Heat, Jacob Toppin of uh, Jacob Toppin of New York Knicks, and defending champion Mac McClung of the G League's Osceola Magic. I'm sorry. Don't. Anyway, but this is going to be a great. Uh, event and then they'll have uh the then they'll have the starry uh three-point contest which will have uh malik beasley from the bucks Jalen brunson from the knicks tyrese halliburton from the pacers damian lillard from the bucks laurie mckinnon from the jazz donovan mitchell from the cavaliers and carl anthony towns from the timberwolves and trey young from the hawks and this is going to be a great game uh three-point contest as you know we're going to see some of the best shooters in the league and then we'll end up seeing the nba all-star game which the captains will be 
LeBron James and then uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I just cannot wait for this weekend. Um, it's a one weekend I get to chill with my wife, get to see the dunk contest, get to see the three-point contest, and then get to see the all-star game. It's always something that's in our books to watch, and it's something right around my wife's birthday that we get to spend some time together and, you know, bond over. So I'm just hoping you guys are ready for the NBA all-star game uh, this weekend. February 18th. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the NBA. I want to thank you for pushing play this week and every week. Your support goes a long way for this independent podcast. I just want you guys to know you guys can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you guys find your podcast. And this podcast will be recorded every Thursday. Like I said, we haven't missed a Thursday in so many weeks. So make sure you guys tune in every week. Make sure you guys are sharing the podcast. Make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses, supporting all your local artists, and make sure you support all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Veather signing off episode 260.